Welcome to What's the Story, Pekin, a podcast where we share stories about what's happening in Pekin as told by their authors. These are the people who are at the center of many local events. They are in the know and here to share their story, their role in it, and the possibilities of things to come. I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and welcome to today's show. Well, my guest today is Josie Esker, who is the city engineer for the city of Pekin. Uh, This is a timely conversation because I know on a lot of people's mind is the issue and the requirement that's coming of removing snow from our sidewalks as we get snow. So, Josie, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, So explain to us, I guess in a nutshell, uh, what this new requirement is. Sure. So um, as many of you are aware, uh, the city of Pekin received some complaints from those uh, who have mobility disabilities uh, regarding a few different items. And one of those was snow on the sidewalks and inability to um, get from one place to another in the city of Pekin. And uh, the city recognizes that that definitely is an issue and we want to correct that. So we started going through the process of, you know, how, how do we do that? And we've evaluated a lot of different options. And we came down to the point where we thought, you know, it just makes sense to have people do their sidewalks as, they's all, as you've always been doing, or most of you have already been doing, um, and keep that in the realm of homeowners where it makes sense. You know, I, I like to tell people that, you know, and remind people that we are the city. We pay for, as taxpayers, everything that the city does. So when people say, well, the city should pay for that, you're saying that you should pay for that. That's just kind of how that works. You're going to pay for it in your tax dollars or Mm -hmm. in some way. So I think it makes sense to give people the option of either paying for it themselves or doing it themselves and saving themselves some money. So that was kind of the idea behind why we ended up at this point. Um, And we we really do want to try to make sure that our sidewalks are more accessible for people and to make sure that even people who are just walking around have a safer route um, off of the streets. So homeowners will be doing most locations. Um, There are a few locations that the city of Pekin will be doing because it's just not reasonable for a homeowner to be, to have to do them there. Like Court Street, we're gonna push two and a half lanes of snow onto the sidewalk. There might be two foot of snow there. Realistically, that's just Mm-hmm. not an option for people with a shovel. So in those type of situations, the city will be handling that with a piece of equipment. Okay. Well, I know that they say the devil's in the details. So when I first heard of this, I thought, okay, how do you, how do you implement this? How do you execute this and, and uh, you know, enforce this? And I, I, I've seen it was amended for sure. to where, you know, you'd have 48 hours, two inches of snow or more. Um, but then there there were certain fines that would be assessed but but how then do you do you monitor that or is it really just going to be kind of a a trust system at first and look for blatant violations uh or what yeah good question um i would say at first um we are probably going to be targeting more commercial areas and areas that we know that people frequent the the residential areas that are say like grandview mm-hmm. or court off of Sheridan Road that really there's nowhere to go from there won't be the highest priority, um, which makes sense. But, you know, somewhere along Broadway is probably going to, the the code enforcement guys will probably be out looking at those more regularly because it just makes sense. You have more of a population of people that walk in certain areas. Um, I would say we'll target those first. 
Our code enforcement officers will be the one that, um, that go out and take a look at these and write warnings and eventually tickets if it's not something that people handle after the warnings are given. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think this year's gonna be a learning year for us all, including the people at the city. You know, it's, it's definitely not something that anybody wants to have to enforce. Um, it makes sense overall, I think, as a city, but you know, there will definitely be situations where it's a little tricky, where you have somebody who, you know, is part of that that group that has the mobility mm -hmm. disability, and it's front of it's front of their house. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have some tricky situations. We're going to try to work through as many things with as many people as we can, uh, be as flexible as we can, um, and hopefully people can be understanding of that. Is there? a means by which and if you promoted the idea of because this was instigated by an ADA issue yeah. um, those people in the community who would be most needing of the sidewalk being cleared given their disability sure. um, or they're encouraged to let the city know and the city would reach out and more than likely neighbors have already probably offered their assistance right. as well but let somebody know that hey you've got a neighbor next door that has disability issues and maybe someone that you didn't know had a disability issue but they've recently had an accident or something so you can reach out to them and say in this is the city of Pekin you've got this neighbor of yours could you assist them sure so we've talked about a volunteer program for this. Um, I think probably within the next couple of days, you're gonna see a Facebook post from the city's website, mm -hmm. um, just asking for those type of volunteers and so that we can start creating a list of people who might be willing to help, uh, people who are elderly, people who have some kind of disability or you know just don't have the means mm -hmm. or time. You know, Some people work their shift and just can't yeah. get to it or you know whatever the case may be i'm sure there will be lots of different situations sure. like that where people have some kind of hardship um but i'm hoping that we have a, a lot of volunteers that might be willing to help you know i know the city of pekin definitely has a lot of great nonprofit organizations and uh, just people in general that are willing to help out a neighbor so yeah. we're crossing our fingers that most situations can be resolved by that rather than you know just us trying to lay sure. down the law kind of thing well you, your mind goes in a lot of different directions right. and a lot of, i'm sure you're fielding calls from people that say sure. well what ends if I, I clear it and then i've got to go someplace and then it snows again and you know I, do i have to clear it again well 48 hours gives you some right. some, some wiggle room and it's 48 hours after the snow plow has done your road okay. so that kind of gives us a little bit of um help too you can because it's like that. yeah well we know when the plows have gone by um but also certain roads, like if you're on some random court that is the last on the snow list, um, mm -hmm. you've got a little more time. Sure. And a lot of people will have a little bit more time because you know we're gonna hit our snow routes first. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you have probably more than 48, 48 hours realistically. And even after 48 hours, you're just gonna get a warning. There's not gonna be a ticket mm -hmm. implemented at that point. So there's still more time even after that um, it's a little tricky with ADA because, you know, it says that you can have temporary closures of sidewalks because of snow events, um, but it doesn't say how long. So, you know, we're trying to come up with something that's reasonable and kind of a, a balance between, you know, what's reasonable for people to get done and what's reasonable for people who actually need to use the sidewalks and how long, you know, how long can you stay in your house before you just need to realistically just get out and go mm -hmm. wherever you need to go so we're figuring out the balance um like i said this year is definitely going to be a, 
a learning year for us and there might be tweaks uh to that code as sure. as we go forward in the next up uh, next year and upcoming years but so we'll see how it works what is for someone like my sound guy mike eaton who uh is a uh, a, a sporadic snowbird and 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 he leaves sure. for someplace warm where i envy him and uh then we, it snows and so anybody who's there's snowbirds gone for the season, but then other folks that uh, you know maybe gone for a trip here or there, I mean, they're going to have to then make some kind of arrangement, or right. can they contact the city and contract out or something to that effect? Or in, in Currently, for the city does not have the staff to be able sure. to run that program to contract out for people who um, aren't able to do their sidewalk. So we would hope that like a, somebody who's in that snowbird situation would just have a contractor that they're contracting out with that you know, anytime we get a couple inches of snow or more, they come to their house, they clear the sidewalk. And I mean, I in my head, that seems reasonable. I know it's probably not reasonable to everyone, but like I said, well, I learning, this, learning process. It's a, yeah, a learning process <laughs> in this coming year, there'll be people that will perhaps find out after the fact, they'll be gone and sure. come back and you'll have given them some kind of notice. Here that hey you know here's the here's the rule would they be fined that first time or you send them a notice especially there will, you can pretty much tell people are just gone you just right, know that right um the code is written such that you get a warning and then there's another time period you get another warning there's another time period and then you get a ticket so for somebody who's on like a short duration type vacation i don't see that being an issue but for like you said the snowbird situation mm -hmm. uh yeah i think they're probably going to end up with tickets um reasonably you know if there's some kind of you know there's a reason behind it and there's you know kind of a promise to do better i don't think it's the goal of anybody at the city to find people mm -hmm. the goal is compliance the goal is to you know help people get where they need to go gotcha so how will you communicate that with them? Would it be a letter to their address or do you have email if you have that? When you get a warning, um, there will be a, like a door hanger put on your doorknob. Okay. So for somebody who's obviously gone, I think we probably, if we have access to the address that they mm -hmm. would otherwise stay at, we would probably send a right. letter. If we don't, I'm not, I'm not sure that we have a method of communication. Sure. Well, this is an encouragement I've always felt when you're traveling in wintertime and I've I apologize, Mike. I've done that myself. Um, but I, I, if nothing else, I ask my, my kids both live here, but, you know, pull in the drive and, you know, or, or clear out the drive. Make it look like someone lives there because uh, it's obvious otherwise when you see homes in the winter that, you know, it's it snowed four or five days ago and there's, you know, been no footprints, nothing. Sure. Pretty much it's it screams, hey, no one's home. Uh, so that's, that's a good thing. Uh, I've also seen that, uh, there's even harsher penalties, and this speaks to kind of one of my pet peeves for those people that clear snow and clear it out to the street. And, um, you know, the snow, everything's been plowed, and, and it maybe because of the salt, the ice is, or the streets are clear, but you, you come to these little spots as you're going on the road, these little patches of snow that people have blown with their snowblower mm -hmm. into the street. And I've always thought, it, gee, I thought there's an ordinance that you're not supposed to do that. It looks like because of the fines that it's really an important issue and it's going to be enforced. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got 13 street department workers and they work during the snow times. A lot of times if we get a big snow, they're out for 16 hours mm -hmm. and then they take a small break and then they're out for another 16 right. hours. So, you know, we have limited resources. Um, we have these guys who are just working 
I want to rephrase that. They are working very hard. Sure. <laughs> edit myself here. Um, they're working very hard to try to keep the, the streets clear. And when you have people that are kind of working against them, you know, it's it's frustrating for them. But it also just, you know, it's it's creates hazards for the, mm-hmm. the driving public. And we want to try to stop that from happening. Right. And sometimes people just don't know that that's a rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless you, you get some kind of a warning, um, sure. it's just going to keep happening. So sometimes a warning is just a way for us to communicate that, hey, this isn't, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Do something different. Mm-hmm. Given that this is, again, again, the Americans with Disabilities Act related, uh, I would assume the city doesn't have much wiggle room as people go through that learning curve in the next year and probably ask for exemptions or some kind of change of the rules there's only so far you can you can go it basically comes down to you got to clean your sidewalk period um one thing i've noticed when i clear my sidewalk um, i I usually uh, throw out you know salt uh, in the in the driveway Mm -hmm. uh, because that's how i go out to the mailbox and of course for traction for the vehicles Um, but now I should be mindful of the sidewalk because, in matter matter of fact, a lot of times I wouldn't even do mine simply because, boy, there's probably better traction going through the snow than there is. I'm now thinking about the kids who are walking, you know, and the kids usually walk in the in the street anyway. But I would think now it, it would behoove people to consider throwing salt out on their sidewalks too, because the last thing you want it to do is, I complied, I cleaned my sidewalk. But oops, now somebody fell. I've got a liability issue because sure. I did what I thought was the right thing. So, so I, I think people want to consider that too. Clarification on that. Um, there are some pretty well-written laws that Illinois has created that protect people who are plowing their snow on their sidewalk. Mm-hmm. You're not more liable okay. because you've good to know. Um, gotten rid of the snow on your sidewalk. And I know that's a common misconception, but... Um, feel free to speak to a lawyer about that. Feel free yeah, to look up the law. Sure. I won't get into too many details, but that that's not correct. Okay. So either way, though, salting are, when needed. Uh, I, as somebody who does a lot of concrete work, hate salt mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, it yeah. ruins concrete. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you just need it for safety purposes, and yeah, I think sure. it. You know, it's kind of a case by case basis. If you get a six inch snow and it's going to be forty that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't put it down. Well, one thing I hate more than snow is ice. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'd rather have, you know, the snow. Given the questions I've asked, situations I've, I've posed, are, are there others that are, are common questions you're fielding, some fe- frequently asked questions that you'd like to address now to put some of those things to bed? Um, I guess, I, you know, I'm getting a lot of the questions about volunteers, which we kind of covered that. Um, I'm definitely getting some just angry statements, which understood. I don't know that I have a whole lot of great comments sure. for that, other than, you know, the city's being, you know, somewhat forced into this position. And, you know, the excuse of, well, everybody else is doing it um, doesn't really fly when you right. are in the middle of a, a lawsuit or theoretically done with the lawsuit. We actually did settle that. Um, but, you know, we, we have these rules, we have to comply. And if you, don't like this and you feel strongly about it um i think it's worth talking to your council members about if it's something that you really feel like the city should handle feel free to let people know that if we find that the majority of the city feels that way then maybe the city would handle it but Mm -hmm. 
Um, the feedback that we've gotten has been kind of mixed, but I would think is, is more on the side of, well, you know, I can do that myself. I can help my neighbor, sure. yeah. um, which is why we've kind of headed in this direction. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that it's, it's the, uh, the end result of the, the ruling in a lawsuit. My first thought when I heard this was, well, if it, if it was a suit brought by people that felt that rights were being violated under the ADA, find out those people who are most at risk and where the law would apply to, and then let's just go ahead and clear theirs. Um, but I, I would think that puts a burden back on the city now to, you know, the responsibility of finding those different locations, being there and doing that. And uh, and you never know where a person may all of a sudden say, well, yeah, my, I have the need I, and I'm, I'm disabled. I need to get to this point from my front door and then all of a sudden that changes. They need something else sure. and to have a clear sidewalk is the only answer. Right, so anybody who does have any kind of mobility disability and qualifies under the ADA can call the city of Pekin, can call myself, um, Josie Esker. It's 309-478-5399. Uh, I am um, the city's ADA coordinator as well. I put that on the flyers that you're probably receiving in your sewer bills um, here shortly. But anybody who really does need to get from point A to point B and the sidewalks mm -hmm. in your area aren't clear, just let us know. Um, you know, we'll definitely be targeting, like I said, the busier areas, but if we have somebody who qualifies under the ADA, we would target those areas too, as sure. far as code enforcement. And we could let people in that area know that, hey, there's somebody that has a disability that, that needs to use these sidewalks and, you know, help them out. Sure. Well, personally, uh, I live in Sunset Hills. We love it there because of the sidewalks and, uh, some of the circuits you could walk. My wife and I both like those evening walks, uh, morning walks as, as well. Um, my son and daughter-in-law live in Country Club, so I, I know there really won't be a Thanksgiving conversation about you know, having to all of us clear our sidewalks. He gets, he gets off scot-free, but I, I know there's probably people in Country Club right now who are kind of, uh, kind of pointing the finger at the rest of us, but I, I think uh, the way I would look at it gives the rest of us a chance to help others sure. uh, help their neighbors and uh it'll be a learning curve for a while for people but i think in the long run it's really hey do the right thing it's that simple sure so i think in the areas where you don't have sidewalk that are kind of farther away from mm -hmm. you know the typical amenities that people need grocery stores whatever the case may be i would i would hope that people who need to use sidewalks to get from point a to point b don't live in those areas sure I don't know that that's always true, but you know one can kind of mm -hmm. hope. Um, and I would just clarify that uh, Country Club is not in city limits, so this would not apply to them, oh, even okay. if they do and have sidewalks. Laugh even more. At me, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's right. They're in the park district limits because uh, I'm in the park board. Uh, I'm aware of that. Um, well, it, it doesn't change the fact that it, it, it'll be a change for, for the sure. community. Um, I feel sorry for you, Josie, because when you, you, you kind of winced as you shared your phone number, the look on your face was, oh, gee, now I'm inviting more people to call. But, you know, that's the, that's the right, and I would encourage people uh, in an in a age where we live in, you know, fear of so-called mis- or disinformation, uh, that, you know, they have a resource they can go to and, and get the answer and uh, know they have somebody who's, uh, you know, sympathetic and we're willing to offer ideas, suggestions, resources, people they can contact to, to do that for them. So, uh, and I would remind people that when you call and want to talk to the city engineer, Josie Esker, it's, you know, it's, you know, don't shoot the messenger. 
you know, it really was not anything that, you know, you're responsible for uh, putting into place, but but you're the person that's now, you know, responsible for seeing that it gets done. So thank you for all that you do. Uh, good luck in this in this coming year. And uh, I, I, I think after a short period of time, people will, will get used to it. And no offense to some people who may have... Uh, certain uh, concerns about climate change but i would think if we have climate change we have no snow this winter you'll end up being one of the happier people around so <laughs> but uh thank you for being here yeah thank you for having uh, me well and i think uh you know it was a very timely topic it was suggested to me and i said absolutely because uh, i think the day i got the email it was the day of our first snow so I, I knew, okay, we've got we've to do this and do this quick. So thank you for answering the call. Uh, I want to thank the, the listeners for being part of this podcast. Thank you to Mike Eaton, our sound guy. Um, Mike comes here every time with his kind of carload of stuff, sets it up in less than a minute, and we're good, we're good to go. Uh, and thank you to the library who provides us this passport room. And, um, again, thank you to you, the listener. Feel free to... Share your thoughts or comments at peakandpodcast at gmail.com and have a great day.